Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will finish his message, which has been titled, School is in Session. This message rooted itself in Proverbs 3, verses 1 through 12, and focused on the renewing of the mind as a part of our broader Bear Fruit series. So if you have your Bibles, please turn them in Proverbs right now, and we'll join in with Pastor Chuck. Watch this. Let me prove it to you. Matthew 23, verse 23 says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you tithe myth, mint, and deal, and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice, and mercy, and faithfulness. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. So I want to just tell these people who always want to argue about, ain't no tithe in the New Testament. You ain't read your word. Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law, but the law through me might be fulfilled because we couldn't do it. Not only we couldn't do it, God continues, Jesus continues to do for us what we are unable to do for ourselves. But watch this. It's not that we couldn't do it. We didn't want to. It was required. But we made it an elective. How dare you? Teach about the tithe or offering in the church. Well, I'm just teaching what the Bible says. You take that up with Jesus. Watch this. Now, let me see if this helps to stimulate a little thought for you. Listen to the other side of the equation on both of this. Watch this. Malachi chapter 3. Bring the full tithe. Is this good for y'all? Yeah. I went a little over. I'm sorry. But is, is this good for y'all? Is this helping to understand a renewed mind right in your, in your class? Watch this. He says, Malachi 3, he says, bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, the Lord's house, and thereby put me to the test. Listen, doesn't it sound like class? Put me to the test. Your teacher, the great teacher Jesus is saying, put me to the test. You don't believe me? Watch this. Here's the other side of the equation, JP. Listen what he says. He says, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven. Has anybody ever seen a window in heaven? I can promise you, I can promise you, and I'm promising you by my imagination alone. So track with me. Prom- I don't think they look like this. I don't think they look like the windows in your house or on your car. I could be wrong. I ain't been there yet. But I'm thinking, if I'm thinking about heaven, and he said he went to prepare a place for me, that's a mansion. I don't think there's little windows in heaven. Can we have a Disney-like moment and imagine? I don't think there's no small windows in heaven. Because we don't serve a small God. So watch this. He says, watch this. Okay, okay. He says, watch this. So I will open up the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing. Where your cups at? Ain't that what our sister left? Where your cups at? He said, watch this. He said, see if I won't pour you down. Remember, we don't need cups. We need like that garbage can back there. We need like 35-gallon buckets. We need, we need, he said, watch this. See if I won't pour you out a blessing until there's no more need. What does your Bible say? Malachi chapter 3, you can make a note of it and you go back and read it. I just read it to you. He says, watch this. See, if, that's the other side of the equation. Test me in it. See if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing until you have no more need. Okay, watch this. That's, watch this. The Bible, watch this. In math class, for you math teachers, those love you, what do you say? You need to show your work. Don't just give me the answer. Show your work. Lord is saying, 
I'm just not going to give you the answer. I'm going to show you my work if you put me to the test. Watch this. Watch this. He ain't done. Because your God does exceedingly and abundantly above what you can ask or even imagine. Watch what he says next. I will rebuke the devourer for you. That thing that's coming up to eat up the vine, that you're of your fruits, he's saying, I'm going to rebuke the devourer. Watch this. Watch this. Don't worry about me being a horse. I'm good. He says, watch this. So that it would not destroy the fruits of your soil and your vine in the field that shall not fail to bear, says the Lord of hosts. Then watch this. Watch this. He ain't done yet. He says, watch this. Then all nations will call you blessed. For you will be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. All you had to do was one thing, and the Lord did three things. All you had to do, hey, what type of math? That's what's called exponential. God can do exponentially more than you could ask. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost in here today. He can do more. He can do more with your little than you could ever do with your much. He can do more with your little than you could ever do with your much. Watch what he says. Oh, I ain't done yet because we need, we need to sit right here just for one little bit of a second. Here we go. Luke 6, he says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will it be given back to you in your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Here's what I want you to understand. This was an agricultural society during this time. During this time, it was an agricultural society. So they raised crops. They ate off of the land. That was their produce. And so they would bring that to the Lord. They would bring a portion of whatever they had, they brought to the Lord. What's your produce? We live in a, a, tech, a, a technology society, an industrial society, a medical society. That's your produce. Where he's called you to toil, that's your soil. Where he's caused you to toil, that's your soil, and you are to give of him your first and your best. Why? Because he sent his first and his best. So why would we attempt to do any lesser thing? Now watch this. Watch this. It gets better. Because I want you to see this when we're all doing it together. Don't just hear it from an individualistic perspective. I want you to hear it from the corporate gathering perspective. Acts chapter 2, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. 
Oh, you ain't the only one struggling in your finances. There's some other people in this church that's struggling in their finances. You ain't the only one struggling in your marriage. There's some other people that's struggling in your marriage. Then you ain't the only one struggling in your flesh. There's other people that are struggling in their flesh. You ain't the only one struggling on your job. There's other people struggling in their job. You ain't the only one struggling in your parenting. There's other people struggling in your parenting. You ain't the only one struggling in your health. There's other people that are struggling in this church, in the body of Christ, that are struggling with their health. Watch this. But they ain't care. They knew who their God was. Watch this. And they were selling their possessions and belongings. And distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day attending the temple together. Day by day, we struggle coming to church on Sunday. Day by day, they were going to the temple. And watch this. I'm, I'm getting ready to show you the math. Y'all think we're still out of math class. I'm getting ready to show you the class. Watch this. He says, uh, uh, and they were breaking bread in their homes, and they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those that were being saved, not church hoppers. You hear what I said? Your, 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 your produce, your money, is not solely a means to an end, E-N-D. It's a means to an end. They need to see the generosity of Jesus through us. But it will compel them to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? We enact and we believe and trust and live out the Holy Scriptures. This is what we see, my brothers and sisters. This is the passage of Scripture that the Lord laid on my heart many, many years before Rebuild ever came into existence. I will not stop believing in this passage of Scripture. I will not stop believing in this passage of Scripture for this church. I will not believe, stop believing in this passage of scripture for the body of Christ at large. Because I desire to see souls saved. Not a bunch of discontented, bunny-hopping churchgoers. Y'all see the math? You understand? He was generous for us. Jesus didn't give a part of himself. He gave all of himself. Though he was rich, he became poor so that through his poverty, we might become rich. It's not about money. but It is about money. We need money to advance the kingdom. And so here's what I want to do. I want to invite you in you never trusted Jesus with your finances before. I just read to you the scripture in Malachi chapter 3. He says you can put him to the test. Don't believe, don't, don't believe because I'm saying this to you online family. Believe it because you looked at the scriptures and you have a testimony of what God has done in other areas of your life. And why would he be just as sufficient in his grace in this one? God is not trying to get money out your wallet. He's trying to get idols out of your heart. 
Here we go. Last class, sixth period. I'm sorry I went over y'all. I'm sorry. Sixth period. Team hurt. Y'all good back there? You good? Here we go. Sixth period. Here we go. This is what you call, for some of you whiz kids, this is what's called your advanced placement class. This was AP. And this way, if you took this class, this class prepared you for college, for the next level, right? That's, anybody had AP class beside me? I mean, I'm not trying to show off, but I mean, some of you had AP class. It was called advanced placement, right? Here you go, verse 11 through 12. You'll see it right here, Christy. Here we go. My son, my daughter, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him who he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. Okay, you see why this is advanced placement? My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof or correction. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. We're going through a book um, right now in our, our Bible study um, called Foundations. We're going through a series called Foundations. And it's called Spiritual Discipline for the Christian Life. Uh, if you haven't been able to join us, I would highly, 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 highly recommend you join us. Uh, men, we meet on Monday nights at 7.30 via Zoom. Women, we meet on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. via Zoom. We're going through this book, Spiritual Discipline for the Christian Life. And the whole purpose of the book is found in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, the B part, the back part of verse 7, which reads, rather discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. So when the Lord disciplines you, watch this, he is calling you what he just mentioned in verse 11. You are his son, you are his daughter. Right? So let me give you a little bit of understanding why this is important. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 7. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. So he says, don't despise discipline. Don't despise it. Don't be wary of my reproof because I love you. Now back to Hebrews. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and lives? For the moment, for the moment, for the moment, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, the other side, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. So that's the last class for today, advanced placement. You see why discipline helps to establish you and gives you credit for the next level. Because if you're disciplined here, you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt you due season and his discipline is saying I want to bring you back not pay you back I love you too much to let you go astray I defeated sin and death on your behalf 
why would I also not give you my grace to help you overcome that struggle? He did the most needed thing, which was save you and set you free. So you could understand how much, oh, what a great a Savior that we serve. Here's what I want your rebuilding to, to be. Here's what I want. I just want it to be trust. Your, your, your end of the year exam, if you will, your end of the grade testing for the purpose of this context would be trust. I want you to take a moment as we prepare to take the Lord's Supper together. I want you to take a moment to reflect on trusting Jesus. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. I want to ask the question, ask the question to the believer would you take this moment and examine yourself and examine specifically the area of trust and if there's any area or dare I say class of your life where you feel like you may not have the best grade in don't worry God grades us on a curve called mercy. God grades us on a curve, it's called mercy. I beseech you, brothers, by the mercy of God, in view of God's mercy, to present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your true and proper worship. For the believer, would you take this moment Online and in person, if there's any area that you feel like you've fallen short in, that you've struggled in, that you would consider yourself to say, I haven't, haven't gotten the best grade, I missed the mark on, give it over to Jesus. Because he says, in your weakness, his strength is made perfect. He'll never fail you. And what he did for us proves that. He got a perfect mark. He was the one who became obedient to the point of death, death on the cross. So he wants us to have this mind amongst ourselves, which we also have in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself. Would you empty yourself right now? And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. 
Please join us on our next episode as Pastor Chuck helps us to look back and assess the progress we've made during our Bear Fruit series. Thank you.